Welcome to Alex and Annie, the real women of vacation rentals. With more than 35 years combined industry experience, Alex Husner and Annie Holcomb have teamed up to connect the dots between inspiration and opportunity, seeking to find the one story, idea, strategy, or decision that led to their guests' big aha moment. Join them as they highlight the real stories behind the people and brands that have built vacation rentals into the $100 billion industry it is today. And now it's time to get real and have some fun with your hosts, Alex and Annie. Welcome to Alex and Annie, the real women of vacation rentals. I'm Alex. And I'm Annie. And we're here today. This is, I think, maybe only one of two first of the month episodes where Simon has joined us right from the beginning because we have a lot to cover today. So this is also first of the month, Simon says. Simon, welcome to the show. Hi, Alex and Annie. It's great to be back. Absolutely. So this, this is a very special episode too, I would say. Annie and I had this, Annie, you know, this has been this past month, a a huge month for both of us, big, big life changes. Uh, The timing of all of it has been quite unique. I would say (laughs) we are today is November 1st, 2022. We launched the podcast on November 2nd of 2021. So a year, a year from tomorrow Um, with this week, we are both starting two new careers. <laughs> uh, we've, we've changed jobs. Uh, miraculous timing on all this that was not planned or intentional. But uh, first, let's start with you. What's your new? What's your new news and your new journey going to be? Oh, so for me, um, yeah. So like you said, we had a really big year, and we decided that we were going to be open to opportunities that came our way. And I received a job description that literally Simon could have written for me. Um, it was the best. It really was just perfect. I mean, very like small things that weren't suited to me, but I started yesterday as director of business development for us and Canada for the homes and villas by Marriott team. Super excited. I had been working with them closely. Um, and got to know a lot of them and really liked their their product. We got an opportunity to meet with Jenny Shea recently, talk with her. What an amazing leader. So I'm just, I could not be more excited to be joining this team. It's going to be a little different because, um, I you know, it's a large organization. I haven't been with a large organization since Expedia days, but I'm really excited. And I think that kind of all the all the seeds that I planted are now growing and this is, yeah. this is the signs that led me here. And I've, I've been prepared or preparing for this opportunity in this job for many, many years. So I think it's, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's almost kind of a weird pinch me dream. Cause it's, it's just going to be a great opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so proud of you and so excited Thank for you. you. And I, I agree. When I saw the the job description of it too, I thought, Oh my God, this is the perfect job for you. So yeah, I think it's going to be great. And and yes, I'm so glad that we had Jenny on the show just recently. I hadn't really gotten to meet her or know her at all prior to that. So it was, that was kind of like a vetting of of, uh, your new boss a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She got to know me. I got to know her and I I, I will never forget because when my interview with her got scheduled, um, it was the same day we were supposed to record. And I was like, I don't really know that she wants to spend her entire afternoon with me. And they were like, no, no, this is fine. This is fine. And so we, we met and she was so cute. She said, before we got off the call, she's like, don't worry, I'll, I'll clean up. I'll get dressed up for the, for our interview, for the podcast. And she looked great. 
she just wanted, you know, she just changed outfits and changed like where she was in a room, but it was, it was great to sit there and talk to someone who's just a dynamic leader. And, a, and as we always look at, you know, a dynamic um, female leader in our, in our business, there's, there's quite a few of them w- that we've had an opportunity to connect to and talk to and like, you know, meet through Simon and um, Simon, I would be remiss if I didn't thank you for everything that you've done for me and I'm going to tear up now um, for me, <laughs> but also for Alex, you've been a, you've been a big champion of both of us and supportive and a great mentor and um, a great sounding board for everything that we've tried to accomplish this year. And um, so just thank you so much. And we yeah. couldn't be more pleased to share our moment with you. Thank you. Yeah, really appreciate it. So, and congratulations. So Alex, to- well, thank you. And so on that, on the flip side, Alex has some big, big news. It got announced a little quicker before mine was, but um, yeah. you, were able to sort of, <laughs> you were able to sort of reap the benefits of being able to announce it last week at Verma. So um, tell us more about it. Yeah. So I am going to be starting today, actually is my first day as Chief Marketing Officer, CMO for CasaGo. And this is kind of like your opportunity, something that just um, almost presented itself at the perfect time and could not be the more perfect role, I believe, for for me also. Um, I met Ryan Dame back in February, actually, at the GeneX conference that Amy Highnote had invited both of us to come out and speak on a panel about vacation rentals and timeshare and vacation clubs and just really enjoyed talking to him. We all had dinner that night. And I remember him saying at the dinner, he said, or he asked if I knew Steve Schwab, his partner. And I said, no, but he said, okay, well, I really want to introduce you to him. And I said, okay, well, next time we're all at an event, please do. And we didn't talk for a few months after that. And then he reached out over the summer and he said, I really want to introduce you to Steve. Like, let's just, let's get on a call. We need to do this sooner than later. And just had a great conversation uh, with both of them and then Steve individually and just learning more about their organization. I just became more and more intrigued and just really interesting how they've built this company based truly on culture. And I had posted over the weekend, it's not the, this isn't, they don't use culture and that word in a cliche way, like people do in their, you know, materials about what a company does. They really live it. And they've built this company with people that truly love the company, uh, their franchise owners, their staff, uh, their homeowners, and it's really become multidimensional. So continued that conversation and and they they are kind of at a similar place to Condo World when I first started with Condo World 13 years ago. Casago is 22 years in business. Condo World was 22 years in business, uh, both doing great things, uh, but just ready to take it to the next level. And I could not be more excited and, and honored to take that position with this company that, I've, as I've learned last week at, at VRMA, even more so than I already did know, is so well-respected. And just, just hearing everybody's take on um, Steve and Ryan and the team and their leadership just makes me so inspired to have this opportunity. So really excited to get started. And I think it's very cool that we'll be able to kind of document this journey together. I mean, this is, we're yeah. both, we've both been in our roles for a long time and, and change is scary, but it's exciting at the same time. And it's going to be, it's going to be another amazing adventure. So I'm really excited. Yeah. Well, we're, we're anything, we're adventurous. I think we've learned right? to embrace that. <laughs> and I have to say, I, you know, I didn't know Steve and I, and I certainly had never met Ryan, just connected with them, but met Steve in Nashville at Darm. 
and what a great guy. And then just getting to know him a little bit more and spending some time with him. I have to say, like, you know, I kind of feel like sometimes I'm a protector of you and your right. sister and I want to make sure you land <laughs> yeah. well. But I feel really I feel really good about where you're where you're headed. And and again, back to their culture, I think that they're doing it for the right reasons and they're doing it from the heart. And it speaks to, you know, hospitality and what we talk about all the time is that the people that are the most successful at it, you know, they might have a good business plan, but if they're doing it from the heart and they're sincere about what they're trying to do, then success is just, is, is, um, is going to come and it's going to be great things. So I know you're going to do amazing for them and grow their business. And I'm excited to see where you go. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And you know, it reminded me of, we had an episode earlier this year with Marcus Radar from uh, Hostaway, and he talked about the the premise of planting seeds and how that we we kind of positioned it it turns into a return on luck and how when you yeah. plant seeds you might meet one person but then they connect you with somebody else and it might not be it wasn't intended but then you look back and you realize you know you didn't get this wasn't a lucky break this this was the seeds that have been planted along the journey and everything happens for a reason you can't connect the dots until you're farther ahead forward to look back and that's definitely been a theme of you and I this year I know so yeah um, yeah, very exciting. <laughs> yeah. Well, Simon, um, so you, you know, both of these organizations really well, and I would love to know like your thoughts on, you know, what we think our impact is going to be for both of them. Well, first of all, I want to congratulate you both for three things. Obviously your new positions, you very much deserve that, that you two as very important individuals that share the passion that we have for the vacation rental being taken by, you know, two very incredible companies who want to get something done in this space. So congratulations. That's awesome timing. Uh, it's very exciting. Thank I'm very you. proud of you and are actually working, which is, uh, which is awesome. Um, on the other hand, you know, I think this is sort of the start to talk about VRMA and what do you think about the companies? And, you know, I can, I can talk a lot more about HVMI that I can talk about Casago. And now finally know it's Casago. So um, it's Casago, and I've always struggled, but now Alex is the CMO, so she can help me to make sure I'm not going to make a mistake with that. Well, let me stop you there, there, Simon. So I asked Steve, I asked Steve actually at the Home Runners event last week, I said, which is it? Is it Casago or Casago? And he just looked at me and he said, yes. So yeah, it's it's point, not Alex right. it's not defined yet. Yeah, she's going to try to figure that one out for us. So now let's let's start with. Uh, so first of all, I won't offer my condolences to you for taking these jobs. I think you've done uh, exceptionally well and uh, an interesting space to say the least. And and I, I flip back to some of the key topics at VRMA to take away. We talk all the, a lot of conversations that I had at VRMA last week in Vegas was about platform scale, profitability, franchise, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think both of your companies fit straight down into that. Yeah. And the second thing I also tell both of you is that the most consistent thing in life is change. So we're, let's adopt mm-hmm. and let's embrace it, right? right? And, you know, we need to embrace change because it's the biggest consistency that we have. And if we don't, if we're open to change, we're going to, we're going to do great things uh, with, with the opportunities that are giving to us uh, as well and not looking back, looking forward and, and embrace change. And, and that's what we're in. Mm-hmm. We are uh, again in a change period. Uh, we came through COVID. We had 
massive challenges. We we grew the business grew till 2019. Then we went through the ringer and then it grew even further. And now we we have recession looming. We have other things looming. We have Bocasa restructuring. We have interest rates raising. We have a lot of things happening around us, especially in Europe, but also in the United States. And our industry stays humble and, and, and we stay focused and, and we stay determined. And these situations, they create new opportunities within the industry for people to say, okay, we take it to the next level. And, and that is super interesting to see now where every, everybody's trying to reach for the stars and you see different business models coming into the industry, one, one of which is HVMI. So when HVMI was launched and I heard the first time I heard about Merit coming to vacation rental, my comment was, whoa, now we need to really get dressed up well because that mm-hmm. is going to be a monster, right? Yeah. So, you know, the opportunity of HVMI coming into our industry was massive because they're managing six and a half thousand hotels plus, of which they own none, maybe six or something they own, mm-hmm. and the rest they're managing as a brand have more than 80% direct demand. They know how to create a hospitality experience. And then I said, if anybody can do it, it's going to be married. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously the time is a bit more, more challenging because it's a totally different industry. And it took HVMI a lot longer to wrap their heads around the, you know, the hyper fragmentation of our industry, the different type of ownerships, you know, HVMI was, was uh, focusing like was was approaching property managers with massive contracts that people have never seen before. So I think it's it takes a while to sort of get adjusted and understand this industry. And by the way, I'm super excited that uh, that Billy uh, is now in the team with Jenny as well, and 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 yeah. comes deep down with the experience of vacation rental. And I think HVMI has a has a massive opportunity. And now with Annie on board, um, I can sleep. Very well. <laughs> well. I'm glad to give you comfort. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah. and in what because you know, Kazago, what Kazago concerns, it's I have an e- equal interesting conversation. Obviously, I knew Steve for a long time. I've met Ryan through another tech company uh, many years ago as well that he was involved in. And I met them as, as as super cool individuals, but then I had the pleasure to spend like three days with them locked up in a villa in Phoenix. Uh, last year, we had sort of a SDR network event mm-hmm. uh, with Dave Krause and, and, and Michael Golden and a few others. And Stephen and Ryan were there two for three days and and it was mind boggling. So that was the first time I really started to understand where Steve wanted to take uh, Kazago as a business and as a culture and, and Ryan joining him. They've been in touch with me on some opportunities in Europe as well that they wanted to pick my brain on. So we've been in touch for a long time, but I've never really. And and then spending these three days together with them really made me think, hey, you know, they're onto something uh, which I like. And especially it's it's done through leadership. It's it's about sharing passion. And, and you know, I, I spoke to some of the Kazago uh, franchise uh, companies as well in the past, and and they they love it. You know, they they think they're part of something great and a family, yeah. and and things are pushing forward. So, and and again, it's a different model, right? So we we're seeing, you know, so far, Vacasa as this the consolidator has not proven the maths. The metrics yeah. don't match, right? So this is a big situation for the US because everybody was looking at who is the next platform business. Can you scale it, make it profitable and everything else? 
haven't been able to. That's a setback for all of us. This is actually possible. Well, well, they, what is the recipe to do that? And I think Kazago in their approach and their humbleness together with Steve and Ryan and the team that they're building now, I think they have a potential ingredients for the recipe to be successful in what they're trying to do. Still needs to be proven that, you know, I've had a lot of conversation at Verma of people saying, you know, we want to now franchise because we hit a glass ceiling. We can't do more. We can't just all franchise because we need to think this thing through. Right. 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 But I think for, for both of you, it is super exciting. Two different models that have definitely many legs to stand on. And I'm absolutely certain that they're going to go uh, and take you places and you will take them places too. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you That's very much. Hope. Yeah. 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 And, but it is, it is interesting too. You bring up a good point that, I mean, Marriott coming into this as their experience and there's, you know, the professionalization and the standards and running franchises as hotels, you know, worldwide and Casago coming in as the vacation rental company, but that has built out the franchise model. I think it's there's some really interesting um, synergies there between both of our positions and, and what they represent in the industry is completely non-competitive, but trying to trying to um, attack kind of the same problem. You know, that professionalization is something that is in, is important and being able to enable operators to make the best of their business. I know as far as Casago is concerned, I I think the opportunity there and what drew me to it is, you know, a lot of companies or a lot of people don't necessarily want to sell their business when Vacasa comes knocking on the door or somebody else comes knocking the door, but they also know that they are drowning in being able to keep up with the technology Complexity, and yeah. yeah. And I think that's, that's really kind of what the advantage there is to be able to get, you know, leading, um, leading software products. Steve was co-founder of Streamline, which is enterprise level software, plus several other products all under one, um, under, under, under the franchise. So it's going to be ex- exciting to see where it goes. And I think same thing with Marriott. One of the things I loved about when Jenny was on our show, she was so humble to admit that, you know, they they know that they you know write your pen and your your purpose and pen your path and pencil i think they've realized that they what they originally intended has probably shifted a little bit but they are open to knowing that that's part of this learning curve for them because it is different than hotels and i think that as an employer and in a company to work for for you annie i think that's a really good thing because i think you're going to bring also a lot of information to the table with your wide breadth of vacation rental experience just like you did back yeah. at expedia back in the day yeah. so that, that's a good thing yeah. to be flexible and nimble and yeah and i and i i really you know it is exciting to know that um they wanted to step outside kind of their comfort zone because their comfort zone is the yeah. hotel business. I mean, that's what they yeah. know and they do well and they're incredibly well respected. And I know um to Simon's point, I was kind of um in the in the fold when they started. And I remember looking at their first list of requirements. And it was pretty mm-hmm. daunting what they want what they wanted. I completely got where they were coming from, but coming from the property management side and understanding what it takes for a property manager to enter a space that has that that level of um, requirement, you know, that that level of requirement to enter, it was going to be costly. And so I think that you know we talked to Jenny about this, and and I love the fact that they are understanding that they need to be open and mindful that this is not a business that that they are experts in. They want to be, and they they want to understand it. But just showing again, you know, hiring Billy, um, he was from you know the urban uh, rental market, 
and then myself being in vacation rentals, I think we're bringing a lot to the team that will learn from them just as much as they'll learn from us. But I think that combined, you know, you put that amount of brain power together, it's, we can do a lot of great things for the industry. So absolutely, super exciting. Yeah, I want to be the devil's advocate, and I, I like how you make this humble environment, uh, Alex, and say, you know, uh, we're non-competitive. Let's talk in 12 months. So first of all, congratulations for 12 months with <laughs> Alex and Annie. I like to be controversial here as well. Uh, you know, maybe HVMI is moving its position too. You know, they have the power to do that. And then all of a sudden they get into the property management business themselves because they they think they know how to do it. It stays interesting. Let's put it this way. So I think I think if you ask me, I don't think HVMI has it has found its spot yet, clearly, uh, within the vacation rental value proposition. Clearly, as a as a distribution channel with a clear uh, standard in terms of product and experiences and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But Marriott has the ability to go a lot deeper in that. You know, they have mm-hmm. access to education, hospitality that nobody else has. And uh, and this could be interesting. So I wouldn't I wouldn't leave that non competitive piece just for the next twelve months. And, <laughs> yeah, and we'll pick Question it up mark, and see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, see how I, things will evolve. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But again, I think that it's just you know for both of us, we're joining two like really powerhouses within their space, and um, you know there's there can be some collaborative nature between the two of us. Totally. But but in that, we're both going to be working for organizations that are trying to advance vacation rentals in such a way that the broader public sees us as, you know, as good as or better than hotels and not that Mm -hmm. they, they are mutually exclusive. I think that they operate in, it's not siloed, but I think that it's, it's again, what the consumers want at the time that they want it. And, and, and we can offer it, um, you know, from whether it be Casa Go or whether it be Marriott, HBMI, we have so much to be able to offer and, and together we're going to be able to just advance the purpose and, the the message of you know what is professionally managed vacation rentals or or you know even short term rentals what does that mean right right yeah and we need to do more together the fragmentation of this yeah. industry is absolutely mind boggling and and when 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 we met uh, Saturday night for dinner and then Alex just had her first Verma board meeting and she was telling mm-hmm. me you know what are the units that are represented by VRMN members just makes your head spin. I said, yeah. guys, we need to work together in this industry. We, there's there's no time for competing and, and killing each other. The market is yeah. big enough. There's a million units that everybody can go for. We have a super right. long tail of small businesses. It's actually crazy. And, I, and that's what I love about you guys as well, to come in here and say, we have a collaborative approach. We want to bring this industry together. We, we, we want to professionalize this industry. We want to do better things together instead of fighting each other and, 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 and you know, like literally abusing our competition, we have no space for that. You know, yeah, the hotel yeah. lobby has always been so strong. Hotel lobbies was always very smart and we can't do it, right? We have advocacy here, advocacy there. Everybody wants to do something. Others don't want to do anything at all. And we yeah. talked about advocacy in our conversations before. And and, and right. for me, it just became apparent again, going to Verma where you have a, a conference, two and a half thousand enthusiasts who love this industry. Hey, we need to move together because, because otherwise... You know, we we're gonna be taken apart. And and I I I remain at my point to say one of the single biggest risks that vacation rental has, especially in the United States, is regulatory issues. 
And mm-hmm, and yeah. and if we don't stand together as an industry, create standards, professionalize this thing, you know, regulation is going to take us apart. That would be a massive shame. So we need to t- change our views and, and and the way we we deal with this industry and and do this together um, in in a joint effort, and uh, and then we can we we have a chance to win. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's all about working together. It's all about you know, collaboration, cooperation, however you want to phrase it. Yeah. I want to have one side story. I just want to make sure I would be remiss not to mention this, but right before VRMA, our Myrtle Beach Chamber of Commerce and CVB, we actually went down to Panama City where Annie lives and we spent four days, this is four days before I went to Burma, uh, yeah. meeting with their local, their uh, chambers, their CVBs, uh, several different organizations down there and just hearing about how they recovered from Hurricane Michael, also about their economic development tours and a bunch of different things. But that and one, it was a great trip. Um, I was I didn't get to see Annie, but it was great to see that area to hear. It's so important, I think, to hear from other people, whether it's in our industry or if it's on a DMO level, if it's talking to other areas. It's so important to have those collaborative working relationships like you don't have to reinvent the wheel and figure everything out on your own if you're open to knowing, Okay, we're. This is not a zero sum game. It's better if we can all work together because there's enough business, there's enough tourism going around. We'll be fine. Um, so that 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 was a great experience too. And I think going into VRMA, as you mentioned, Saturday was my first uh, board meeting, which I would be remiss not to touch on that too. It was excellent, and we we had a strategy session. Uh, for the first part of the day, that was so so good. They had uh, a gentleman from Smith Buckland that manages. Uh, VRMA, uh, the organization that manages VRMA, come in and lead a really, really uh, collaborative s- session, just trying to plan where we want to go as an organization. And it was it was great. It was, that was the perfect first meeting to have. And I really think that everybody is on the same page with where we want to take this organization. I think if when you can align people as to what the goals and the vision are before diving into the actual tactical parts of it, that's where magic really happens. And I think there was some magic that happened on Saturday. Um, So excited to be part of that going forward. And we'll see, you know, how that continues and how we can further define the organization and the product, you know, it's two different brands, the VRMA brand within the B2B side, but then also the brand of vacation rentals, short-term rentals. We are not Airbnb as far as the consumers are concerned. So um, that's that's pretty exciting too. But uh, let's segue from that into Simon, your takeaways from the conference. This is the first one that you've been to as an attendee and not had to moderate. And so I'm yeah. sure you, pro- you probably had way to more conversations. <laughs> yeah, you normally yeah. do. Yeah, I don't know what I missed more, but uh, I had a great time. <laughs> That's why I'm still recovering from my cold as well. Uh, yeah. Did a lot of networking. Uh, I, I actually was there for five days in Vegas because I have direct flights from Zurich, so I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And uh, I, I avoided the gambling machines. I didn't I didn't need any ATM uh, at all. <laughs> I went to the ice hockey game in Vegas, which is pretty crazy oh, on Thursday night. Yeah. Um, so that was a good start to do something totally different in Vegas. And I'm not the biggest fan of Vegas. Uh, let's put it that way. Uh, I always find the flight out uh, very great. And, um, but it was a great conference. I really, really enjoyed it. I had amazing conversations. So this year, as you pointed out, uh, Alex, I focused very much on, on networking, um, had a lot of meetings like back to back Sunday, uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, uh, literally all the way up to my 
running out of the airport. I did a podcast with uh, Matt Landa, which was a highlight for me. Oh, great. Matt and I, we know each other for years and uh, it's been like a Tom and Jerry relationship (laughs) and we we, we (laughs) never really figured out why and uh, and we had an awesome talk. So I'm really looking forward to that podcast. That was a massive highlight. Just literally on the way running out of the hotel, I swung past the hotel room for an hour and uh, we had a cool chat together. In terms of takeaway, so so one thing that was interesting, we see a lot of money in this industry. Um, I have never had more conversations at a VRMA conference with private equity and investors than this year, right? Mm-hmm. So that's changing. And I I and and I tell like I am absolutely adamant that next year's conference will have more private equity companies attending. Mm-hmm. So there was private yeah. investor dinners that I was able to attend with an investment bank, which was incredible. Uh, we met incredible individuals that uh, are investing into this industry. I had many different private equity meetings in terms of companies who are looking for technology acquisitions on PMSs or anything uh, related to the value chain in, in tech. And then I had a conversation with private equities who are buying vacation rental companies. So, so one of the takeaways that I had is that the buyer universe has entirely shifted, right? So for the last mm-hmm. few years, the buyer universe was sort of this company in Oregon, and there's another one in Florida, and then a few others have been acquisitive. But actually, that was sort of the buyer universe, right? And then, you know, Casago did a few things and there has been some small acquisitions. That landscape has changed. And for me, it was mind boggling to see that the buyer universe has actually expanded dramatically. There's a lot of uh, acquisitions within property managers who are trying to grow. They have made some good cash, so they have money to invest and buy more. There is private equity companies who are coming from all over who want to buy luxury rental companies. So, so it's, it's really, so the buyer universe has entirely changed and, and it's interesting. That was really apparent that, and I think as the industry professionalizes, there will be more capital coming into this industry. And and next year we will see twice as many private equity firms. We will see more investment banks. We will see more M&A companies. I mean, I had a private dinner uh, on Sunday, um, Monday night, which I was totally blown away by the people who were there with a very large investment bank, and they're doing deals above 100 million. So, so this has changed. So this is not this what we have seen for the last year. So that's one that was a massive takeaway for me, and and that's going to be bigger even even next year. Do you think that that's people coming in to buy? Is it the technology? Is it a combination of property managers and technology? What do you kind of see as the maybe the sweet spot for these investors moving forward? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. I mean, I, I think, you know, they're attracted by the business model. So low assets. So assets and asset light business cl- uh, 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 investment class, uh, asset lights, um, you know the margins obviously have been quite compressed. There's a lot of competition, but there's still there's still way to be to be to to make money here, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and they like the unit economics. They like the nature of this business. Yes, it requires investments on the direct distribution side, on the technology side. There is still so much tech adoption that you can do to actually lift your guest experience to automate processes 
with you know all the things we talked about this year automated door locks you know automated check-ins checkouts guest experience guest communication upselling opportunities like what have hotels done for for a long time so i think investors see that that this as the vertical of vacation rental is maturing in the times of operators and how we adopt technology, the more interesting it gets for investors. And, mm-hmm. and not just for classical businesses who are inside the industry, it's actually for new ones to think, hey, we like this category, it's asset light. So we're not exposed to, you know, to high interest rates or anything the like because somebody else owns the property. You know, and and it's anti-cyclical. Vacation rental is resilient as anything can be in, in any travel yeah. vertical. We we don't have aircraft sitting on our balance sheets. We don't have cruise ships sitting on our balance sheets. Yeah. So this is totally different to navigate. And as the interest rate goes up, we have a chance to get more supply because people can't afford their houses anymore. So they need to start renting them. So I think you know it it has proven that vacation rental is so crisis resistant over many different cycles that we have seen and and this is attractive to investors right so i think and they see that if if we take this from a level where it's operated with 50 60 units to a higher level then there is there is money to be made and we've seen some great examples village realty very successful highly profitable they just bought real joy i mean there is some big stuff going down and you know, it's not about the ones who just make noise all the time. It's the one who just sure. deliver and achieve, right? And mm-hmm. I think we need to be very mindful. And and I'm I'm absolutely excited to see all of a sudden the people who come to these conferences are actually quite different to what we have seen in the years before. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I think at least with some of these equity groups that are they're purchasing, they're leaving the leadership in place in a lot of cases if the leadership wants to stay. And that makes a big difference mm-hmm. versus you know, Vacasa, for example, that comes in. And, and in most cases, the main leaders of the company, they're not there at all. And, you know, Annie, we uh, had an incredible opportunity to speak with Rob Graber from Vacasa. Yeah. And um, yeah, I had a private meeting with him and I felt really good about that meeting. I think he definitely has his his head on his shoulders as far as being a truly a hospitality um, you know, individual. And under, yeah, yeah. And understanding that, you know, previously they had said that they were a technology company and now we're all, I think they're realizing too, that's not the best stance to occupy. Um, you have to start with hospitality. You can be hybrid, but one thing that I love that he said was, you know, he, he kind of just didn't want to say one way or the other. And I, and I get where he was coming from. So it's like, we don't need to pigeonhole ourselves into what we are. And I think they had to, to go public, but to a certain extent, it's like, you know, it's okay to be both. It's okay to be hospitality and and technology too, but um, got to talk to him a lot about what the changes Vacasa has made in markets has done for destinations and, you know, taking out some of that key leadership. They're not now, they're not part of the boards of directors on the tourism boards. And that's just really changed and has the future change more going forward. So that was, that was an interesting conversation, but it'll be interesting to see going forward, you know, with these private equity groups, if they come in, how, how they still keep people in place in a different manner. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think there is, Oh, I'm sorry, Simon. One thing that struck me um, with talking with Rob was that um, he he didn't want to make it about him. And previous leadership, whenever you saw them speak, it was very much about I did. You know, this is what I led. This is what I. You know, it was a very um, singular mission. 
that the organizations mm-hmm. appeared to be on. And again, you know, there was a family, you know, some family that started it and and leadership changed over time. But I think that there was a, an arrogance that was attached to it that he um, is he doesn't le- operate at that level. Like he's confident, um, he's hospitable, he understands the industry. And I think that he realizes that, again, it goes back to, you know, what is the culture internally, but what is the culture externally? What do people perceive it to be? And he, mm-hmm. um, you know, Alex, you and I had some conversations about this. I think that he's got some cultural things that he has to address um, from the outward perception for sure. And there are people that want to, you know, constantly put them under a microscope for everything that they do. And to Simon, to your earlier point, I have said from the very beginning, like we need them to be successful because if mm-hmm. they're not successful and it falls apart, then the industry gets a black eye. So we need to cheer them on. We need to give them guidance. We need to give them support. You know, I think we can be critical and, you know, in, in terms of saying like you, what you're doing maybe isn't in the best mindset for where we want to go as a, as a global industry, but um, but it, really at the end of the day, we have to cheer them on. And I think that Rob's a good leader. And, and again, knowing what he did with Agency at Expedia, I didn't know him personally, but he did a great job there. And, and I think Simon's a big fan, um, as well as myself of Dara and anybody that comes out of his, Simon says Dara's kitchen. Um, they've got a great skill set and, a, and a, a good mindset to lead a team to the next level. So it'll be interesting to see where they go in the next six to eight months for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and that was also a massive highlight for me to catch up with Rob and, and see yeah. the enthusiasm in the team. And I happened to walk down the hallway and they just grabbed me for a group photo. So I ended up on the entire executive. <laughs> yeah, team. I saw that. So yeah, I, I don't awesome. know. I don't yeah, know what great. the rumors are out there, but I know the guys from Turnkey as well, but no, it was a great conversation. And I, I as I could not agree with you more. And I mean, at the end of the day, we wish them luck. They need to be successful yeah. uh, for our industry and, and there will be some changes made, you know, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and in that relation, it was interesting. My, my second largest takeaway from that conference is I have never heard the word franchise more often than this year in the oh, really? second conversation yeah, that I yeah. had, right? So wow. property managers are hitting a ceiling in terms of what they do. And then they say, well, I've done well in my destination. I might as well franchise this out. Mm-hmm. Now, if it yeah. would be that simple, know. you know, it's not more, that easy. Yeah. Done <laughs> no. that, yeah. uh, before. So that's very, very, very challenging because it for is, a franchise, yeah. you need to offer good tech, standard operating procedures, a consistent product, but then you need to have a consumer facing brand as well. And so far, mm-hmm. nobody cracked that code. So I think that's yeah. easier said than done. A lot of people want to grow further. It's hard to grow into new destinations with your own means because it's hyper local, as we all know. And yeah, therefore, yeah. franchise is very is, is, is very easy, but who wants it? Right. So I think it's right. going to be extremely tough. And you know, one thing that you pointed out uh, about Rob as well, it's 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 not about an ego thing. And that's something I, I love about Kazago as well, because it's 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 about the success of the team. And it's right. not it's not it's not the personalized, you know, person who, who who builds this or whatever. It's actually the team that makes things happen. And that has just such a far stronger connotation to it and, and and feel to it that it's it's about the business and the team behind and the brand than an individual person. And and that's something I I really like to see at Vacasa and I was well overdue. Uh, that somebody just pushes the team to its limits. So it's not about an individual, it's about the team and the brand. And and that's something I, I really hope that they can turn around. 
Yeah. And one thing that we did encourage Rob to do is he, you know, he, in his humbleness, he was kind of saying, you know, I don't want to be front and center as the main person of Vacasa. But at the same time, we said, well, when, when somebody does not take the voice of an organization, you let other people take the voice for you. And that has definitely been the case that, um, you know, the, the industry, we've all just kind of spoken on on behalf of Acasa, because up until this point, there has not been anybody that's really steering that conversation. And so we encouraged him to, you know, still be, be more present. And I think he's, he's doing that. Obviously he definitely showed coming to this, to this conference that he wants to be, but just being more present and letting people hear his leadership and Steve Schwab uh, is, is very, very, very humble as well. But I think he does a great job of being on these panels and letting people see, you know, behind the curtain a little bit of who he is as a leader. And I think that would be a good move yeah. for, for Rob to do as well. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. I have no fear that Rob will end up on the menu. That's definitely not. The <laughs> <laughs> That's <right>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Simon, well, I had a question. I had a question okay. to dovetail off of that, unless you had another one on, on Vacasa. Alex, did you? Oh, no, I don't No. Okay. I actually wanted to, so, cause we're kind of getting close to the end of things. Um, but you know, we don't, I wanted to get your take on you attended. Um, well, you walked the red carpet and thank you for stopping by and seeing us at the yeah. runners event. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, you know, um, I, I, I had seen the, I think a, a, a previous cut and then Alex and I had the chance to see that before we interviewed Steve Milo and just watching it. And I think what Matt is doing to try to humanize these companies and these organizations and show um, you know, that being in vacation rentals or short-term rentals is not about pe- being passive. It's not passive income. It's not a set it and forget it. You have to be very in tune with, again, the markets and the people. And I think that Matt did a really good job, um, the entire team, um, putting that show together and looking forward to the next episode with Casa Go. What was your thoughts on on what they're doing with homeowners and maybe where that will take the kind of the overarching opinion or education of knowledge of our industry as a whole? Yeah, that's a tough question. Um, I definitely have my opinion on that. I, I think at the end of the day, we need to showcase our product to this industry, vacation rental. We need to showcase the experience. We don't need to see executives drinking wine together and stuff like that. So this is, again, to the conversation we had before, it's about the product. It's about the people who make it happen, the the service people, the, the cleaners, the maintenance people, and the product. We need to showcase the experience of vacation rental a lot better uh, and, and show the true value, also the value creation towards homeowners and guests what vacation rental is all about. So this, this is what I love about this. We need to still showcase the product called vacation rental to the consumer out there. We need to showcase the amazing properties that we manage, how we manage, and what is happening behind the scenes to make it happen. So I think this is this is what we need to do a lot better and that we can also do employer uh, branding so we can actually have people yeah. coming and say, I want to work for this company. That's incredible what they do with hospitality. I want to be part of this team. Right. This is fun, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that's where home runners needs to go. It's not about the individuals showcasing individuals. It's about showcasing vacation rental what is happening behind the scenes and what kind of value that property managers, professionally property managers are actually adding to the guest experience and to the value that is created for the homeowner. Let us not forget that still 
only 35% of world supply is professionally managed and 65% is not. So there's mm-hmm. plenty wow. of business out there uh, for us to grab and manage, but we need to do a better job in showcasing our value proposition. And that's, I think the platform is amazing. And I congratulate Matt for what he's yeah. done, but I think we need to showcase the product better. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it um, we also need to just say thank you to everybody for that. Also the homeowners premiere, just the event itself was exceptional and and it was such an an honor for Annie and I to have the opportunity to host the red carpet that day and just get to interview some of the top minds and it's just it was exciting I think overall there was just so much excitement in the air for that event and really for the entire conference I just I think that the energy was right um and it was it was you saw many more people laughing and smiling and laughing than (laughs) frowning and crying for sure yeah which sometimes you see at conferences so Oh my goodness. No, I can only second that. It was an enormous, great conference. I really enjoyed it. Positive vibe, without a doubt. I love OK to charge for bits because they had a balcony to get out of, which was awesome. So I can get out of the conference all without having to walk half an hour. So uh, no, it was actually, I really enjoyed it. It was a great conference and it will be interesting to see where uh, VRMA is taking it from here, um, you know, to to even create a better event in the future. You guys have done an awesome job on the red carpet. You know, you don't get to walk on red carpets that often uh, myself. (laughs) Never done it before. uh, And uh, you guys have done an awesome job. And, you know, I want to thank you for everything you guys do for the industry. We at AGL, we want to support you all the way. We're super proud to be part of this network. And uh, as we said, together, we are stronger than doing things on our own. Absolutely. Everything happens in the right timing. I think, you know, just working with you and and everybody at AJL has been wonderful. And we appreciate your support of the show and both of us personally, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got to wrap up now, but Simon, thank you so much for joining us again today. This is a, a, a big episode for Annie and I, so and there's <laughs> nobody else we could think of that we'd want to <laughs> join us for. Yeah, than you. yeah. yeah, yeah it's always a great pleasure. Stay well right. and looking forward to the next one. Congratulations right, yeah. to you both and congratulations, Alex, for being Thank you so much of the VRA. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. We'll, we'll put uh, Simon's contact information in the show notes. If anybody wants to contact Annie and I, you can go to alexandannypodcast.com. And until next month, hope everybody's having a great day. We'll see you soon.